On this episode of Writing Tandem... I think sometimes people set themselves up for unrealistic expectations, too. Mm. Like, you don't need to go and meet 15 people. Mm. And I think that would take a lot of the pressure off of some people, especially introverts, to say, if I just go and meet one or two people, I mean, one one good contact mm. is valuable. Hi there. This is your host, Vivian, and you're listening to Writing Tandem, a podcast that is all things business, entrepreneurship, and the secrets to operating a successful business while still having a life you love. Whether you're a business owner on the verge of taking that side hustle to the next level or just curious about the world of entrepreneurship, join me as I go behind the scenes of my own business and the businesses of others, unpacking some of the most valuable lessons you can apply today. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Writing Tandem. And I'm excited because I have Michaela here with me again today, my business partner, Michaela. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast you co-own. <laughs> Been invited back again. Congrats. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. People will ask about that where they're like, so when's Michaela on there? I'm like, she's been on once and she's coming back again. So this is good. We uh, were talking a lot as we're like setting up goals and stuff just about networking events. And one of the things I love about you, and I tell people this all the time, and you know this, you've probably heard me say it, but one of the things I love about you is that you're a super connector, which I hadn't really heard that term before. I probably like read it somewhere a number of years ago, and I was like, ooh, that is Michaela. And I just thought it'd be fun if we talk about networking today, because you're super good at it. It's funny, because it wasn't something that I was like, oh yeah, I'm good at this, until people start to point it out, and you're like, oh. This isn't easy for everybody like it is for me. Yeah. You actually, before we hopped on here recording, we were talking about this. And I'd actually kind of forgotten about it. But in the previous company we had and you were there, we would do these like lunch and learn type of like somebody presents on a topic. And you had been saying that you weren't sure what to present on. And I had said, well, networking. And I was like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I remember thinking, well, you're crazy. You're <laughs> so good at it. Yeah, so I did, um, that's when like word swag was a thing. Oh so my I gosh. did like, instead of like a PowerPoint, I did like a little word swag pictures, like networking 101. I so, forgot about word swag. Yeah, that was a thing back then. I still have it on my phone. Oh my God, that takes up space. It does. Get I should probably it. get rid of yeah. it. So I did a little networking 101 and one of my takeaway tips, and when I looked around, everyone ate lunch and they were like, oh, like it totally dawned on them mm-hmm. when I was like. If I meet people and they're from like a small town in Iowa, I would ask about like, oh, did Ragbright go through there in such and such year? Even though I might not know exactly what year, it kind of gave us common ground to be like, oh, yeah, there's a little hole in the wall bar there or there's this statue in the park, those kind of things. And it gave us a starting point to just really have some common ground. Yeah. And you're good at that. I've always noticed that because sometimes it's hard for me to go into a new group of people. And I always liked being able to hang around you in those situations because you do just kind of start those up. And I kind of use and say random things too because I feel like it's, one, I don't know what to say sometimes, but two, it does feel more relatable. And so I like that because I was like, oh, I'm not the only one who, I mean, I remember I used to start some conversations with like, so what did you have for breakfast today? Like anything great I should know about? And people look at you like, what? But it stops them. It does. You do ask good questions. Thanks. Yeah. I often think of the way you interact with people and I like 
try to get it to rub off on me to remember like, oh, Michaela, you're so good at remembering those details of places or, and I have a really hard time with that. I'm always like that one thing, that one time with the title of, I don't remember. Yeah, I struggle though. Sometimes some things I'm just like, uh, I have no idea. I'm like, I know I know somebody that knows somebody that could do that, mm-hmm. but I'm stuck right now. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll thumb through my, my, my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's who it is. I would say like social profiles have made that a little easier. Absolutely. I mean, we were at, you and I actually just went to a networking event in Omaha, which we haven't done anything in Omaha for a while. We used to do a lot in Omaha because the previous business was there and just, I don't know, we did more there. Pre-COVID, we did a lot there. Pre-COVID, yes, for sure. And we were there and I remember just like, wait, I feel like I know this person, the company they were talking about. So I was like sneaking my phone out. <laughs> like trying to look at LinkedIn, like, uh, I think I know this company and I have a connection. How do I know there. them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happens to me a lot. For sure. Do you think that's awkward for other people? Like how do we, sometimes I just want to say, I feel like I should know you or I feel like I should know your company. I say that all the time. Your face is super familiar to me, especially with a photography background. Yeah. Oftentimes I've looked at their face so much longer than they've ever looked at mine. That's true. So I'm like, I know I've edited your face. Not in a bad way, <laughs> but I've edited your face and I know it. I just need a little time to place it. Yeah. At that same event, I was like, I know I know that girl. How yeah, you I did. And, I was, and then, right, and I'm like, oh, that's how. The worst, uh, and it, maybe it's not the worst. I'm sure everyone experiences it, but the worst is when I know and then you end up in conversation and they clearly know you and you're still like trying to place them. So you're trying to like ask questions, but your brain's racing with can I ask about this? Because maybe that's not that person. I know. I think I've said this to you before too. Definitely to my husband. If I don't introduce you right away within the first probably 15, 30 seconds, I don't remember their name. Yeah. So I want you to jump in and say, hey, what's your name? Yeah. That's true. I use the same rule. And I think we play off each other that way yeah. pretty well where it's like, hi, I'm Vivian, this is Michaela, or, uh, or hi, this is Michaela. You guys have met before, right? Yeah. Pause. <laughs> Don't insert their name means you reach out and go, what was your name again? Yeah. Yeah, so helpful. I try to remember names. It is nice to be able to do that. I have a little hack that I use when I meet somebody. Like, for example, I do this actually a lot at church because you meet a lot of different people and you're not necessarily going to interact with them again. Like, they're sitting behind you and... You shake hands, say hello. I will write in my notebook. I take a notebook with me. I try to write like something that I can remember, like three kids and something like that, or red coat, and I put their name in. And I've used that. I've flipped back through notes, and it's in my margins. So that when I see them the next time, I'm like, hi, so good to see you. And they're always like thrilled. And I have a little chuckle to myself because I did want to remember them. You just made a point to remember them. Yeah, thank you. When I was bartending, I would do that. Like, their name is blank, and they drink white Rus- a white Russian. There and I'd go. remember it that way. Like, what are the? Otherwise, I'd end up texting people I worked with. Like, what's that couple's name? And they drink a white Russian. Oh yeah, Got yeah. It. What is your approach to networking? Like, when you think about networking, what's your approach to it? How do you kind of navigate through it as a business owner, especially? I guess I don't really think about it as networking. I would say I started out probably in my 20s going to networking events for the free drinks, <laughs> for the fun. Um, that sounds right. 
There were some fun ones where you would like get an iPod, like a little tiny one. Like an actual iPod? Yeah. Did you get one? I did. It was do purple. You, do you still have it? Uh, probably. No, I think I threw it away. It was dead. It was old. You would get an iPod for going to some like food networking event. Um, I was pretty excited about that. We were... So you're going for the swag. Went for the swag and the free cocktails. Um, and then I was like, oh, these things could actually be a little useful. So... When did you realize that they were useful to your business? Probably when I started booking photography work out, out of them. Mm -hmm. And people just saying, oh, yeah, she does photography. I mean, sometimes I'd book photography work and they'd never even see my work. Really? Yeah. They'd talk to me and they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. They like you. Yeah. I'm like, do you want to see stuff? Oh, that's fine. You're I'm so like, likable. Oh, okay. I can okay. see that. I could see people just because you're, you're a super connector. I'm like, are you sure you don't want to see anything? <laughs> For sure. I'm sure it's yeah. fine. Yeah. So. Too many people maybe book that way. Yeah. They they were lucky. Yeah. So it's a philosophy. It's not about me and more like how I can help other people. Mm -hmm. And looking at it that way, like kind of more community building, relationship building, less about the transaction of handing out a business card. That is, I think that's one of the things that turns people off. Yeah. One, because they don't want that whole, everyone go around the circle, say their name, here's my business card. Yeah. Or they feel like I'm supposed to do that, and they don't feel comfortable walking up to somebody and being like, hi, I'm Vivian, here's my card. Yeah. Most of the time, if it's just, here's my card, yeah, it's just going to go to the um, door of my car. Have you ever, I'm trying, to th I'm trying to think of a time if that's ever happened to me, because I think hopefully everyone can picture this in their head. Well, maybe I should hope that they can. I hope you've never had this experience. But you go to like the, say a chamber event, which they put on some great events. But someone walks in the door, they walk up to your small circle who's talking and they're like, hi, I'm George. And they they already have their cards out. And it's like the used card salesman. Yes. It's what it feels like. Like, here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. I'm like, George, bless your heart. I don't, I don't know you. I don't want your card. No. Have you Those ever cards. had that reverse though? Where you're like, oh, actually, I'm glad I have their card. I can't. I cannot think of a time. No. Yeah, don't do that. That's bad. So what do you do though? Because like in your mind, the purpose of networking is about serving others, connecting. But you do want building them to the know. relationship. Yep. Oftentimes, I don't. Well, I can't tell you how many times I've been to events and been like, uh, I don't have a card. Yeah. Same. I'll grab your card. Um, but usually after I'm emailing them, if I get the card, I'm emailing them like, hey, you should really get to know such and such. I'm going to introduce you guys. Mm. Or this seems like it'd be a good fit or this is a great resource you could use. So usually that's kind of how my follow-up is. Mm -hmm. I would say I'm similar in approach as far as going. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, if I think back to like the early, early beginning days I did not go for the cocktails and iPod stuff I probably should have that would have been way more fun that was not my that I was not that fun <laughs> um I really thought of networking events as show up promote your business go home and it was very intimidating and I don't think that I showed up to serve others at first I think I just showed up because I was supposed to like as a new that's do. what they say to do yeah, I think I was going because that's what they say to do. And I had a very outgoing partner at the time, and he mm -hmm. liked to go. So I was just kind of there. 
and started observing and seeing and trying, but it was more of a because you're supposed to. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Now I do enjoy them, though. I think it, I take it more as a what can I do for others? Who, who might I meet who is going to have a really interesting story, too? I like that as well. For sure. There are so many interesting people, and just asking a few different questions, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. we have a common ground, like, or I know somebody that could really benefit from what you do, or somebody's looking for something that you do. What kind of questions do you ask? Well, I don't ask what people do for a living. And I thought something was like super wrong with me because my husband always asks people, so, and what do you do? And I'm always like, I don't ask. I'm like, maybe I don't care what people do. Mm. Like in a bad way, I didn't care. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And then we took our 16 personalities test and I was like, it says right at the top, like, you don't, I don't care what you do for a living. I care more about your passion of it, what, what you love, like what, like what you dream about. So, like, really diving into that and leaning into it more as not a negative and a positive, mm. I'm going to ask them different questions like, what are you excited about? Or I do like to ask that, what, what's a project you're working on you're excited about right now? Or Sometimes I like to ask some of the personal questions, too. Like, I know you're there as sort of this business networking, but people will say, what do you mean, what am I excited about? I'm like, well, what are you excited about in work or... Even something fun coming up in personal life. I think for some people probably they are like in a super corporate setting. That's probably a little like, oh, mm. and we've totally merged and there's not a work-life balance really. It's a lie. It's a myth. Yes. For sure. If you haven't read the blog yet, we'll link to the blog <laughs> now that we've mentioned it. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's more fun to be able to get to know people at that level. And I think it makes you more memorable, honestly. A little more human. Mm-hmm humanized how do you practically I want to know (laughs) I do actually truly want to know I've never asked you this how do you work the room like I have to really come up with a strategy as an introvert I need a strategy before I go in to make myself feel comfortable what's your approach like you walk in the door and like what goes through your mind I don't have a plan if I see somebody I know I might like walk over to them and like hey how are you kind of thing otherwise I just kind of Somebody, I see somebody, uh, hello, you know, like sometimes if I see somebody that looks like they are like deer in headlights lost, mm. I would be like, hey, how are you? You know, like that kind of thing. But I don't really have a plan. Yeah. I thought that might be your answer. Mm-hmm. No plan. I also thought you might say, I look for the beer and the wine. I do that too. <laughs> Not going to lie. If I get uncomfortable, and walk in, I will kind of gravitate towards something to put in my hands. Yeah. If you're hosting a network event, mm. you need to have some sort of greeter. Mm-hmm. That really sets a tone. It's like if you don't have one there, it's like having a bad hostess mm-hmm. at a restaurant, and then your whole experience is ruined. Well, we just, I would say, had an experience sort of like that at a recent networking event. We were brand new to it. We, we'd not been to one like this. No. And I felt that way. We walked in, and I would actually say some people barely looked up. Some heads turned, but, like, not in a, not not in a like, hey, Hi. how are you? Yeah. I guess, too, it's a little bit ingrained in me from working in the food service industry for so long mm-hmm. that, like, you acknowledge people when they walk in, mm-hmm. even if it's a smile or a wave or whatever. And I feel like we're good about that when we have people at the studio. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. 
it's something that I would say also food industry has taught me. But I, honestly, I'll take it all the way back. My mom taught me that. You say hello. Ask yeah. them if they need to drink water. Would you like drink water? May I take your coat? Can I lay in here? Do you have cat allergies? I'll make sure to hang it up. Yeah. Here's where the bathroom is. I mean, literally, like, we went through. <clears throat> you had to take their purse and put it on my mom's bed. Yeah. Put their coat there, too. Right. Yeah. Like, there was an etiquette to somebody comes to the door from the moment they walk in the door to the moment they leave of how you host people, and you're yes. a good host. I did I go agree. to etiquette camp. Did you really? Yeah, my neighbors were going, and I really wanted to go, and my mom was like, what is wrong with you? Etiquette camp? Yeah, you learn how to answer the phone, how to take people's coat and stuff when they came in the door. Really? Did you learn how to set the table properly? Yep, sure did. Because we did all that too, but I just thought it was a homeschool thing. Nope, I went to a camp at Pusey School. Really? My mom thought I was a freak. <laughs> what was the favorite thing you learned, or what was the craziest thing? I, we used a little rotating phone. Oh my gosh. Hello, thanks for calling. And my mom was like, no, just say hello. <laughs> Do you know, like that? No. We had to do – we did all of that, too, but we yeah. didn't – my mom just taught it all, I think. Maybe she used a curriculum or something. Yep. But we did the phone greeting, too, and it had to be, hello, you've reached the Gavon residence, Vivian speaking. Yep. Oh, yeah. And my older siblings were like, uh, just say hello. My friends think you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, we yeah. practiced it. And then you're like, oh, yes, my mom is here. One moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you would get their name. But this is good stuff to know. Yeah. How do you answer the phone now? Hello. You do? Hi, this is Michaela. I do the same. I I, I do it a little less formal Mm -hmm. with the, hi, this is Vivian. Yeah. Yeah. Part of what that brought about, too, is because my mom and sisters and I, our voices all started to sound the same. Oh, yeah. So when you'd answer the phone, they'd be like, um, Molly, you know? Yeah. (laughs) No. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to right now? Sure. Well, okay, so I'm I'm thinking about this too. I know something we have talked about, and you know you were saying this, is like networking events, for them really to be successful and do something for your business, they have to be more than business cards and handshakes. It really is about that, making a connection. So I guess the pushback I could see some people saying is, yeah, but what about me? What about What about my business? When do I get to say something or do I not or is there a classy way to bring my business up like how do you navigate that or do you just not bring it up I think when people ask you like what do you do it's a great opportunity to say this is what I do but I also think it's going to pay it forward I'm a big believer in like you're helping people people are going to help you it's gonna it's gonna come through yeah and we've seen that again and again Mm -hmm. I know we left some event one time, and I remember us talking about it of we've never gone to an event of any shape or size, whether there's, you know, 1,800 people there or there are eight people where we didn't gain something. Absolutely. And it's not always that you gained a new client, but that has certainly happened. For sure. Sometimes you gain a new idea or a tip or a little inspiration or you gain a, I'm never doing that. Yeah. Or sometimes it takes a few years too for it to actually turn into mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. We've definitely had that happen. And people, when they do remember you, then they, they remember to bring you up. And I know I, I heard about this from a fellow I was talking to and he actually specializes in this. He works out of New York, but he was talking about how like basically what are people saying about you in the room when you're not there yeah is 
almost as I think about way more valuable than some pitch you can give or a business card you can hand out. For sure. Yeah. So, okay. Practical tips though. We approach networking from more of a connecting, more of a pay it forward. But like, what are some of the practical tips that you would share? You, you were talking about finding a common ground. For sure. Do you have any other questions you love to ask to find common ground? Or like, what do you mean maybe by finding common ground? Like if I would ask you like where you're from, mm-hmm. maybe it's somewhere I've visited or common ground. What else do you do outside? Like, what do you do on the weekends? Mm-hmm. Oh, you like to ride bikes? Oh, where do you ride bikes to? Oh, you like to do the taco ride? Oh, I love to do the taco ride when I could. <laughs> so you're like things. immediately connecting. If I said, I own cats. I'd be like, I had cats once. Yeah, so you're like connecting it yeah. somehow. Or my daughter is obsessed with cats. asking for cats. Yes. Yeah. So. I like that because then you're not making it about you. You're talking about you, but you're really ma- you're relating it back to what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize that's like something people learn. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I learned it probably from my mom, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that like it's not something natural. I guess you could practice that, I suppose. Oh, for sure. You could even just practice it like with somebody you know. Yeah. Like if you asked a question, I thought, man, how can I make? How can I relate back to that? Mm-hmm. Then they say something else. Okay, all I have to do is find a nugget to relate back to. Yeah. It could even be, I mean, I suppose you could make it relate. Even if you're like, they're like, I have cats and you hate cats. Yeah. You could say, oh my gosh, I had a terrible experience with cats once. Like, how do you manage? I mean, you're relating back at that point. Yeah. It's all about cats. Mm Mm-hmm. What about names? You do a decent job remembering names. We were talking about that a little bit, but. Yeah, names. Names are hard for me. I sometimes say that I black out when people tell me their names. So in probably like 2011, maybe, I made it my New Year's resolution that I was going to remember people's names. And I was like hellbent on this. I'm like, I'm remembering people's names, okay? When they introduce their names, I'm going to say their name back and forth in my head while they introduce themselves. So we were at this like career fair thing that we were doing for work. And my friend Natalie and I were sitting next to each other. We were at the booth together and this guy introduces himself and he's like, hey, I'm, I don't remember his name. And she said, hi, I'm Natalie Harris. So I said his name back and forth, John, 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 John. So then Natalie says her name, Natalie Harris. And I'm saying, Natalie Harris, Natalie Harris, Natalie Harris. In your head. In my head. Yep. And he says, what's your name? And I said, Natalie Harris. And she looks at me like, what is wrong with you? And he said, you guys have the same name? And I was like, no. No, we don't. I was like, sorry, it's my New Year's resolution to remember people's names. So I'm repeating names in my head. They say this, they repeat it seven times. And I was like, I am not Natalie Harris. I'm really sorry. And to this day, she was just like, because she has such a different personality type than I do. She's just like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I was trying to remember his name. Yeah. Yeah. So I could imagine somebody being like, are you like making fun of me right now? Yeah, she like- literally like put her hand on the table, turns and looks at me like, what? I'm like. <laughs> What did the guy think? He was just like, oh, okay. I was like dying laughing too. Like, it's my New Year's resolution. I think it was like the end of January too, about yeah. this time. And I'm just like, I'm trying to remember those names. I have, I struggle. And then she's just like, yeah, no, we don't have the same name. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So. I have also introduced myself with the wrong name. 
I do not have as great of a reason, though. I have for sure introduced myself as Vicky, but there were no Vickies in the room, and I was not repeating Vicky in my head. I have an Aunt Vicky. Maybe that's why. But I don't think I was, I, I have no recollection of like I was thinking about her or something, but Vicky popped out of my, out of my mouth, and then I was like, I remember thinking, uh, how do I walk this back? Like, I just introduced myself and I have no New Year's resolution excuse. <laughs> I just literally look like a crazy person. How did you walk that back? I think I just, I think I laughed and just said, actually, I'm not sure why that came out. My name is Vivian. I don't think I actually played it off well. I think <laughs> I did look like a crazy person. I'm They're like, sure. I'm going to go over here now. Yeah. I mean, there are times where you just can't bring it back. <laughs> I remember giving somebody... This was when I was a lot younger. I was a kid. And I remember they were like asking like, what grade are you in or something? And I gave some wildly off age. You know what? That might have been where I introduced myself wrong too, now that I think about it. I, I just remember the awkwardness of it and that there was no saving it. I couldn't save it. They're like, this is, I'm just done. done. In college, we gave fake names, but that was usually a hint to our friends that like, not work. No, keep going. Fake names? Yeah, my name was always Matilda. Matilda? Yeah, it was close enough to Michaela, Matilda. Why would you give fake names? Well, I'm just, intrigued. I mean, just at party, random parties and things where you just be like, yeah, no, we're never going to see you again. Fake name. So you got a fake name? Yep. Fun. You had way I, more fun I loved, than I did. I loved the movie Matilda as a kid. Mm -hmm. Some, did I see, do they have a show, a Matilda show right now? New musical. Musical. Yep. Are you like... I've only watched like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> really? Someone was telling me about that. That's cool. All right. So find common ground. Ask, ask questions. questions. Being curious. For sure. I think too you have to be genuine about it though. Yeah. We've had experiences where people <clears throat> were asking the like right questions and they it, it felt robotic. It felt like they had a piece of paper in front of them and they were reading from it. And I was kind of felt like I was on a news interview. It was very difficult. You did good. Thanks. <laughs> I just kind of blacked out. I was like, uh, yeah. I remember looking over at you and just thinking like, maybe this feels awkward to me. Like sh she's asking all these right questions, but I, I was You could tell sure. she didn't care. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. And I'm like, you know, just. And then Vivian's so nice. She just kept going. I did, and I didn't want to keep going, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to get off the bus because the questions kept coming. Yeah. So I did, though. I got us off the bus, and you know what I used? I got to go get a drink. I got to go get a drink. Yeah. I remember doing an awkward segue of, like, this has nothing to do with it, but I was like, speaking of XYZ, I'm going to have to go oh, get you a You did, and I was like, well, speaking of what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe her next canned question was going to be about a cocktail. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. But you know what? She probably didn't even think anything of it because she was too busy with her memorized list of questions. Yeah. Do you have any good tips for you do feel like you want to move on from a conversation? Do you have any like great segues or maybe some that weren't so smooth? I will say it was a little bit of a hard transition from like shooting a lot of those kind of events, like, with, mm. like camp photography wise. Because mm -hmm. if you got yourself into a conversation where you're just like with a used car salesman kind of feel or where mm -hmm. you're just like, I can't take anymore. You're like, oh, I got to go get that shot. That's really good over there. So that was kind of hard, like going from like not having a camera in my hand with a escape route because an excuse just be like yeah oh i gotta run i should go get this picture yeah mm -hmm. 
Um, it's really nice talking to you. See you around, kind of. Yeah, I do think you can say things like that for sure. I yeah. like that of, this has been really interesting. Yeah. I'm going to run to the bathroom. I now. think you can say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go chat with some other folks. Maybe there's nothing wrong with just saying yeah. that. I'm going to move around. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to meet some other people. Uh-huh. Just like you. I have a problem. I like, unless I really legitimately had to go to the bathroom, I probably wouldn't say I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, I will. Yeah, I will use the bathroom as a crutch a lot. FYI, if any of you folks are at a networking event with me or an event, sometimes I do it for legit. Like, yeah. just got to go. But when I would go to a new thing, I would often walk in the door and my plan was go to the bathroom. Like, I got in the door. This is good. I've done a good job. Okay, now I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> I would go to the bathroom first. I think sometimes people set themselves up for unrealistic expectations, too. Mm. Like, you don't need to go and meet 15 people. Mm. And I think that would take a lot of the pressure off of some people, especially introverts, to say, if I just go and meet one or two people, I mean, one one good contact mm-hmm. is valuable. That's true. So, like, actually setting the bar to where it's attainable and not, I need 15 business cards. Yeah. Because that's just stupid. Although you have done some competitions like that, haven't you? Well, so for I have where we said, like, I'm going to meet three good people. Mm-hmm. Or let's see who can make, meet three better people. I think that's good. Like, I like the idea of you don't have to meet 15 people just to meet 15 people. Yeah. Take the pressure off. But I also like if you're finding yourself in a rut. Mm-hmm. Where maybe you you have to attend a certain number of networking events yeah. and you're in some and you're just finding yourself in a funk. Or bored or, yeah, mm-hmm. gamify it a little bit. Gamify it. That also helps me as an introvert to have a little bit of a game We've with myself yeah. because it pushes me. I'm competitive mm-hmm. and it gives me a purpose and it, it lets me think about that. Like, okay, yeah, I met someone. That was, I'm okay. going to go meet another person. Two more. Done. Two yeah. more. Now I can tell Michaela I did it. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're talking to a fourth person uh-huh. and it doesn't feel strained. But yeah. I tend to make a couple of quality connections and that's that's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like you can really work around the room quite a bit. Like sometimes you'll end up in a corner in a deep conversation, but I feel like you are really good at getting around it and you do make a couple of touch points generally. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is back to our personalized too, where... I probably know a few more people in the room, mm-hmm. but you're better with like fostering a little bit more of a, a deeper conversation at things like that. Yeah. I also like being, we were talking about earlier, I really like being the person when they walk in the door to greet them. Yeah. I enjoy that. And it allows me to meet kind of everybody if yeah. we're hosting it without, without, it just, it gives me a purpose and a reason yeah. I'm greeting you I'm making sure you feel comfortable I'm making sure you're directed mm-hmm. there's like something for me to do and I like yeah. that again if you're hosting an event super important yeah I think that is something to like hammer home it makes people feel valuable and welcome and at ease and it just sets the stage for everything else yeah because we have hosted a couple of events in our studio space once a kind of an entrepreneurish group mm-hmm Small business owners, large business owners, people thinking about starting businesses, people who like this podcast. And we've had people show up that nobody knew. It was not a face anyone knew. 
And I just hate that feeling myself and I can put myself in their shoes and you can see it in their eyes as they walk in. Like I got here and then I'm like, okay, good job. Like we'll get you the rest of the way. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, reel me in, get me in here for sure. What about when, oh, this is something that we were talking about earlier too. So sometimes you do hand out a business card. Somebody gives you a business card and you definitely want it. I like to grab a picture and hand it back. Same. I'm going to lose it anyway. Yeah. I, I will. Yeah, I'll lose it. Or I want to text it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Remember, or I want to put it into like our Asana program or something yeah. like that for somebody. Take a picture of it and you can have it right back. I think it, that with people, oh my gosh, though. What Kyle has. Those cards. Kyle, one of the guys we work with, he has a... It's like a tie, not a tile. What is that called? I don't know. It's like a, it reminds me of the things you like scan in and out of buildings with. Yeah. I keep getting Facebook ads about it. But it can go like where you can directly like just save it to your contact card or send him an email. Actually, it sends him an email right away too with your contact information. It does? Yeah. I'm going to like look this up. We'll have to link it. We can ask Kyle too. It's like a business card alternative. I definitely have been getting a lot of ads about these and I think there's a lot of different kinds yeah is it NFC he play cards, he pays a QR subscription and then he has cards. the card it's like between 30 and 50 bucks for the card and then he pays like two dollars a month yeah it's cheap we should we should get into that because we really don't we'd probably lose them out though. we probably would lose it we just have to connect it to our keys <laughs> okay so what about well how do you find a networking event now. Like, are you still browsing through, like... For free cocktails? Good co- yeah. <laughs> now I can buy my own cocktails now. <laughs> um, no, I'm not browsing for the free cocktails. I would probably browse for, like, free iPads mm-hmm. if that was out there. I'm down. A lot of times it's stuff that you find. Like, the re- like people send you emails, newsletters, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell the difference in our personality types. Vivian will read the whole email. I don't. Yeah. So she'll be like, hey, did you see this? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. So she'll sometimes just add it to the calendar. Jenny, our virtual assistant, she'll often find stuff and say, hey, this looks like a good event. There are some events that I just know, like some of the ones the Council of Chamber does, that are just great events. They're well attended. They always have been. Mm-hmm. Um, that are always fun. Still free cocktails. <laughs> Do you ever go to something that you really don't know anything about? Like at all. I mean, we did a couple weeks ago or last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And that was good. I know that people have found the entrepreneurs group that we've hosted a lot of the studio mm-hmm. through like meetup.com and they've. Yeah, that's that. a really interesting one. More than one person has come and I have not used meetup that way, but I you know. can just search it and you can just go. Yeah. It's probably more somebody either saying like, hey, I'm going to this or I think you'd like this event or I'm hosting this event or such and such does this event kind of thing. And you have goals for events yeah try and do two two a month Why I that? didn't realize how much I booked just by being out and about before I had kids mm. like even just running to the post office I'd, be like, I'd run into somebody and be like I, and I hate the post office um not sure why but just my a, dread, a dreadful task but I'd run into people there and they'd be like oh yeah I've been meaning to call you or just things like that I was like oh I was out and about a lot more. So I try and do at least two a month, which is probably like a small, small, small fraction of what I used to do. But you're essentially setting yourself up with some realistic expectations. For sure. Of what's like, possible. 
You're not going to meet 15 people at this event. Mm-hmm. Go for two. Mm-hmm. And you're only going to do two. And if you get a third one in, great. Yeah. But you can't so. spend all your time away from home. No. So. That wouldn't work out so hot. No. So I'm kind of picky about what what events. And I mean, if it's the middle of the day, it's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. But if it's a morning coffee thing or an, an evening thing, I want it to be something too, like the one we went to a couple, or last week. It was a topic, a conversation topic thing that we were interested in that we're passionate about. So that was like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. That would probably be my first attraction when I'm looking at them. And those are probably the ones that I will send over, you know, to you is this looks relevant Mm -hmm. for some reason. Either people that we've been wanting to talk to or connect with are likely to be here. Yeah. Or the presenter. I think that's a big thing. I definitely, a lot of these will have a presenter of some kind. And it's either somebody I think sounds interesting, their topic sounds interesting. So it's kind of that. It's less about getting together with people because as an introverted person, I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to feed energy off of that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be more depleted. So if there's this opportunity to gain some knowledge piece, then I'm like, I'm more in for sure. Yeah. I think that makes it worthwhile. I would have a hard time. Frankly, I don't like going to parties, which probably sounds so sad. Yeah. But. I don't know what to do or why I'm there, aside from, like, of course, to happy birthday and here's your yeah. gift and that kind of thing. But if there's no set activities, I will feel really lost. So that's probably part of it. I look for things where there's going to be a little bit of a set something that I can center around. Yeah. If it's totally open-ended, that's rough for me. Baby showers are rough for me. Oh, and see a baby shower with events in it is so rough for me. Yeah. I'm like, you want me to find I'm like, I'll probably win with all this shit in my purse. But... <laughs> Uh, what do you have yeah. in your purse that yeah. can help the expectant mother? Yeah. Um, those things are hard for me, like the games and stuff. Because it feels to me like a little more, I'm like trying to think of the word, a little more. It's very contrived. Yeah, where I'm like more of like, let's not have a plan. Yeah. Like if I didn't have to work or stuff, I would probably be a hippie in the woods with no shoes on. <laughs> so if that gives you an idea, then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see you being like, I'm just not feeling this. Let's move the party down the street. Yeah. You know? And I would be like, uh, the party's what if here. someone else comes later and then like they're not going to know where to go and we have to leave a sign on the door and then so we, we just probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. You know? Although I've gotten better. I, I am like, okay, Michaela, rub that, just rub that off on me so yeah. that I can feel more like good with that. Yeah. One thing I've been thinking about too is you're talking about kids, which often, not always, but often means a partner or a spouse or somebody mm-hmm. else involved too. Like inviting them along to some of these has been really fun. So like it's been fun to invite Troy, my husband, and your husband Nick has come to a few things as well. And it's really interesting to hear their perspective on certain events. But it's also been fun in, uh, with Troy is he said, I had no idea. I didn't know this is what you did. Or I didn't know that there were these types of things happening in the community. And they're not necessarily related to what he is doing. But um, it's been interesting conversation to have of like a way to invite him into my world while still having somebody to go with. And he's gained things too. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. I mean, people are doing interesting things and there's great things going on in the community. And I think the more you submerge yourself in some of those things, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. there's a group for that. Or there's other people who care about those things. So 
I do think it is good to step outside the comfort zone and it's not a world they live in. Mm-hmm. But who's to say they're not going to live in it tomorrow with their jobs or career, you know? Sure. Like those things. So I do think it's beneficial. and It is fun to invite people in. Mm-hmm. That I enjoy, like including people. And you're huge on that of just mm-hmm. including people and younger folks. Like that's something we've kind of thought about a little bit is we should invite so-and-so so they could have this experience or opportunity to come along to a dinner or something like that that you wouldn't normally think of. I think a lot of times people go, who's the coolest, most awesome people I could either be seen with or rub shoulders with at, say, like a sponsored table? Oh, no, I'd rather have someone that I would like to talk to and who would be like, oh, this is a fun experience. Mm-hmm. So. And getting to expose people. Yeah. Exactly, to something new. that They're like, huh, yeah. I could picture this or I could be a part of that. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are fun. Okay, how about... Follow-ups. Networking. Uh, a lot of times my follow-ups are more of connecting people. Mm-hmm. I will say I don't offer connection if I'm kind of like, I don't know you really well enough, especially if I'm going to offer a, like a connection of someone who, like a trusted mentor or friend or somebody who I'm like, and I don't know you very well, I may not set that up right away. Mm-hmm. You have to be kind of protective. Yeah, because it's a representation of you too. That's true. And you, they could look back and be like, oh, they sent me that guy? No, thanks. Because you're offering their time almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, you re- not almost, you are. Yeah. They at least have to read the email or whatever. So I have to make sure, like feel it out, make sure it's valid. And sometimes I can feel it right away too, where I'm like, oh yeah, they're they're good. I like them. Yeah. So. So you'll do a lot of follow-ups afterwards of, hey, I mentioned so-and-so and I want to connect you with them. Are you doing that? Like the day after, like, do you have anything systematically with that? Are you texting You're or asking yourself? The, non, the non-systems person? That? That's true. I am asking. Uh, no, it's more of kind of like sometimes I'll do it right then and there too. If I'm like, I will not remember to do this as soon as I leave here, um, I'll do it right then and there. Uh, I love greeting cards, so we're having the we're having um, some custom made greeting cards, which is like a dream come true of mine. I've always wanted to do that. When I was stressed out, I used to always go to the greeting card aisle. Just read greeting cards. I am excited about these greeting cards. Too. And so when you can send a good card, yeah. you're more apt to do it. I know I just have to remember to send the card is the problem. That was a New Year's resolution one year too. Was it? Not just going to buy cards. I'm going to actually buy the card and send it. I rarely do like birthday cards and things like that. Yeah. But it's so great when you get personal mail. It is. So a, a follow-up, a handwritten follow-up. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of those for a long time when... We had an assistant in the studio. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with you decide you want to make a connection between these two people to have a VA or an assistant or somebody Mm -hmm. else actually handle the logistics of it. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I will. Nick, my husband, he started a new company and I think he's had like six handwritten cards from either executive level at the company. Wow. And I'm like, this must be classes part of what they do. And you can tell it's not like a, even the envelope is, they wrote it themselves. Really? Yeah. How does Nick respond to that, your husband? Well, he doesn't say much, but they're hanging on the fridge. So you know it means something. Yeah. That right there tells me like, he likes us. That's cool. So. Yeah, it goes a long way. For sure. You know, you were saying about doing it right there. I am a systems person. 
Mm-hmm. And that is one of my systems is I know that I want to get this done. And there's a million other things that are going to happen between now and tomorrow. So I will often email myself. Yeah. And I just put it in the subject line. Connect Michaela with Jessica. Yeah. And it's just in the subject line. And then it prompts me to remember. Sometimes I know I'll send you like jumbled words. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's for me to remember tomorrow. We do that a lot. Yeah. We'll text each that. other like notes. Yeah. Because then you know where to find it again. Yeah. And then if she's tomorrow like, hey, why did you send me John Joe Jack? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I need to email those people. Yeah. That prompt. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that too. I think that might be, I will tend to be more systematic in that I will write it down, put it somewhere, store it digitally, make a task, a to-do list, and then I'm decent at following through with it at some point, which I know for you, you're like, it just ends up here and there, and then I've got to remember, I was thinking about that. You were saying you really like like um, running to the, you, know, you hate running to the post office, but being out to the post office, in the grocery store, at the gym, it visually prompts you to remember, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I wanted to connect so-and-so. For sure. So that visual reminder of being out and about, like that's kind of part of your system actually, I would say. Yeah. But actually like coming up with like a system to store people Mm -hmm. is still something I'm working on. Yeah. You've talked about that. What do you mean by that? Like a way. So I have a various network of people who can do a variety of things. And sometimes people are like, I need someone who does can't think of something. Prince of Banner, 8 by 10. Yeah, Happened and I'm today. like, well, I don't know. But I do know. But if I sit down and think about it for a second, mm-hmm. I would know. But if I could type it in something to say, like, printing, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know some people. I know several people, actually. So it just doesn't spark right away, especially if it's not, like, their primary thing I know them for. It's like Michaela's own yellow pages with Google searchability. Yeah. I need an app for that. I like that. Yeah. You need an app for that, and then you need someone else to enter all the data in. Yeah, that's not me. <laughs> nope, I'm out on the data. <clears throat> or you could use, gosh, all this AI stuff. Holy buckets. Yeah. Like, if there's a way you could speak it in, hopefully we're saying this and somebody's listening, they're like, that exists, and they send yes. it. But um, what if you could speak into it where you're like, Natalie Harris, we'll use her since she brought yeah. her up, Natalie Harris, and she's great at, you know, and you listed off these things, and it just, like, put it in for you. Yeah. That would be rad. It's funny you use her as an example because she would be somebody who would go and enter it right away. Really? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, those are different things that I think I would use too as far as like doing the follow-ups. But then something else that I will do is boomerang. Yeah. In my Gmail. Super helpful. And I will boomerang myself somebody's email, even if I email them. So if I made the connection or I followed up or I was like, hey, I was thinking about this from last night or a week ago, and I have sent the email, I will still have it boomerang back in. Because I'm like, you know, it'd be nice to touch base with them and see how that's going as an example. That is something to follow up on. Like if you connect two people Mm -hmm. and then to follow up with them and say, hey, how'd that go? That's huge. Yeah. Okay. Major points. Great. Awesome. Your major points. I'm winning. <laughs> but I use boomerang to do that because yeah. I would never remember to do it. And it will boomerang that email back in and they'll be like, oh, I should reconnect with them. And I think it's only like 50 bucks. Yeah. It's not expensive. Yeah. I think you get like 14 free per month or something. Otherwise it's like $50 for 
a year, I think, isn't it? I used to have, <clears throat> I think that's right. I used to have where it was like the free, I forget how many, 20. Yeah. And then it would be like, sorry, you're out of 20 unless you beg us. And I would always be like, yes, please, one more. And yeah. then it'd be like, okay, well, now you've used up. So now if you want one more, but really you should pay for this. I'm like, give me one more. And then finally yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. I should just pay them. And you're like, oh, 40, I think it's $47 or something like that. Oh, it saved me so many times. Which is so cheap. Life, so much easier. Yeah. Boomerang. Gotta it's like a it. salesperson in your pocket. <laughs> Boomerang, we would like some money back from this. Yes. Yeah, that one's huge. And every once in a while, if I'm like, um, don't have an email reason to Boomerang back. Although, little hack, you can write yourself an email Boomer and Boomerang yeah. that back. Um, but I have actually just put it on my calendar. There's been a couple times that's happened where it's like, this is six months from now and I want yeah. to follow up with them. And I'll put it at like 5 a.m. on some day so that it will pop on my yeah. calendar. Do you do that ever? I will do the calendar. Yeah. That helps a lot. For sure. For remembering things. One of the other things that we were talking about with this whole idea of connecting and networking was you were talking about the book you were reading. Super Connector. Yes. Funny title, since I think you're a super connector. Yeah. What do you like about the book? Well, I think part of it, too, is like the remembering the names. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought that maybe people thought I was like a Facebook stalker. Okay, explain. Where I'm not, like, it's just, like, once I know your name, I usually don't forget it. Mm -hmm. And so just, like, it's, some things just stick to me like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, people are going to think I'm a stalker because they're like, who are you? Because you would remember I'd their remember name. their name. And they're like, that's unusual. And they're like, what, who are you? What? I'm like. Uh, and I jog their memory. Mm -hmm. But they appreciate it. They don't think I'm a stalker. No. I felt like a stalker. Oh. So the book gave me the permission to remember people's names. Oh, good. So. Yeah, it makes people feel so special. I should remember, like, back to the serving industry, like, if I remember what people ordered, they'd be like, oh, you are so good. Yeah, like eyes light up. So appreciative. Tips go up. Yeah. Dollar signs. You Money can see it. Money in the it. bank right there. <laughs> yeah. But it does make people feel special. Exactly. And I love that. I like I like when you can give people that gift. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it could be a little bit of a stalker, though, because detective is like on my personality type. That's Something true. I could be. So. Okay. So it's a I little I could dig a little deep, too. <laughs> <laughs> Protect your profiles, friends. I mean, not in your profiles. Like as a child, when I drive by people's houses, mm -hmm. there's a new subdivision going in. Mm -hmm. And I would know who had kids that I could babysit before I knocked on that door or kids that I could play with. Okay, tell me more. So like a house would go up and I'd be like, hmm, they have a minivan. They must have kids. Do they have little kids or big kids? When I knock on the door, am I going to ask them to babysit? Or am I going to ask them if they have kids I can play with? These are like actual thoughts you had? So I tailored my question. Oh, yeah. Okay tailored my questions before I got to the door. So you're like looking at their house. You're like, hmm, looks like big kid bikes or But I'd pay attention like when they're moving in. Oh, sure. Like what kind of bikes are they moving in? Are they moving in strollers? Or are they moving in like bikes you could, I could ride? Yeah, toddler beds are going in. Yeah. Hint, hint. I pay attention to that stuff. How old were you? Like fourth, fifth grade. Man. Third grade. Very astute. Yeah, that's how I met one of my best friends. Knocked on her door. My little entourage, my sister and two best friends. Knocked on their door. I knew who they were. They just moved to our school. They just did the talent show that day. I was in fifth. Yeah, I was in fifth grade. For, yeah. So in essence, you targeted her house. Absolutely. You had cased it. So maybe I, maybe I am a detective. I don't know. <laughs> and knocked on the door knowing 
it was an older sister and a younger sister, and they had a little brother. Wow. Yeah. And knocked on the door and was like, how do you have kids? And I'm like, me and my friends want to play. And she looks at me like, you and your friends. I turn around. My sister and my friends had ran away. Just me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, hold on. Let me go get them. So they go and get them. I'm like, hi, you guys did really good in the talent show today. I knew they did the talent show. Total creeper over here. Yeah. So yeah, still lifelong friends. But you connected with them. Like you connected remembered the things dots. about them. Yeah. Which would make somebody feel so valued. Yeah. That's good. So I I kind of cased the neighborhood. I was I was a popular babysitter. I was wanted in that neighborhood for babysitting gigs. Well, especially if you just come knock on people's door and you're like, I, I noticed you have a toddler and an infant. I specialize in toddler childcare. Can child you care. imagine if somebody came to your door now? You'd be like, <laughs> uh, 911, please. Oh, that's true. Let me get on the neighborhood app and see what kind of groups are out. Yeah. That's interesting. And um, I don't mean that it's not normal, like you're not normal or, or you're yeah, strange. It, it was strange. But it is unusual to mm-hmm. be, you know, to pay attention like that. I think it is part of that super connector piece. I mean, I do. I mean, I loved meeting people. I think I, I got a thrill a little bit out of it, even though it was like nerve wracking to be like, oh, I'm gonna knock. they were really good at gymnastics. So I'm going to knock it on their door. Mm. Be like, you guys are really good. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never get up and do the talent show, like kind of thing. Yeah. So I think being observant and like being able to connect dots is helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's definitely a tip that people give. I mean, any blog you read about networking, mm-hmm. they'll say, like, do your homework. Yeah. Know beforehand. And I will say there are fun opportunities when you just walk in and you're like, I'm not really sure what this is all about. I'm just kind of yeah. here. But when you do set yourself up and you and you know, you can have more meaningful connections. And it, it allows you to go, okay, I know these types of people will be here. And so I kind of want to be in that frame of mind For when sure. I chat with them. Like you were doing, like, am I going into the frame of mind of I want to present myself as a trustworthy babysitter? I want a job or I want, a, I friend. want a friend. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's, I mean, it's the same thing. You're walking in, I think, to some events going, am I looking for another client? That's a legit reason to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at this differently. Or am I looking for a mentor or a friend or someone else to connect with? Those are two different ways to enter into a, an engagement like that or an yeah. event. And you may arrive at the same place, mm-hmm. but it could just take you longer. I think that also has helped me as the introvert, like we were talking before, having a bit of a plan. Even So then if the plan goes sideways, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I had an anchor point. And then knowing ahead of time that the event is coming is also helpful, which is part of a strategy for me is I like to get them on the calendar Yeah. so I can anticipate them. One, so that I don't pack too much around them. I mean, you said this yesterday, I think it was. You were looking at my calendar and you're like, Vivian, you're going to be miserable. On this day. Right here. Right here is where you're going to have a crisis point because you could see on my calendar there were too many mm-hmm. external events for me. And I was like, I know. But knowing that allows me to be mentally prepared so I do things differently yeah. to get ready for that. But also, maybe I want to look into something before we go. Which brings me to the guest list. Like, if you're having an event and you put it on Facebook, yeah. I want to see your guest list. I don't like it when it's hidden. It makes me so mad. Yeah, we talked about this, and I can see that. You don't like when it's hidden. I was like, I viewed it totally differently. I was like, I don't like when you can see the guest list because I look at it, and I'm like, what if people are looking at it, and they're like, oh, I don't want to be around that person, so I'm not going. Yeah, I could see that. And then your whole event doesn't go off because... 
so-and-so is going to be there, then maybe there's other issues to address. I mean, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. And maybe people don't look at the guest list that way. I know. And I look at it too sometimes like, it's like invite your friends. I'm like, well, I don't know if my friends are invited. True. I can't see the list. That's true. Yeah. And then they're getting like 18 invites. Yeah. Or sometimes I see it like, oh, my friend Jordan's going to this. I'm going to see if like, hey, she want to meet me before. We're going to ride together. Yeah. Okay. Talk about that. Do you like to go to events with a wingman or do you like to roll alone? I can do either. I like to go with somebody. Especially if it's like they hid the event list and there's only two people there. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. That hasn't happened. Mm. Uh, but I do like to go with somebody. Yeah. But I do like to go with someone too that can go out on their own a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I struggle if they're like mm-hmm. stuck. I'm glad you brought that up because <clears throat> we were saying this. Well, I just brought it up actually today because we've been talking about networking, thinking about yeah. this topic. And I said, the last event we went to, after we left, I was like, I think we should have split up at that one because mm. we didn't really know anybody. Mm-mm. And I felt, I, and maybe it was just me, but I felt like I got a little corralled. And then I just worry about this all the time. Um, and you can say it. You can, even though we're recording, you can say, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, I'm doing all the talking because I will just kind of jump in and command the conversation and that and then I'm like why am I not letting Michaela talk well at that event in the canned that was a lot of canned questions yeah I was kind of like she can answer these questions because I would have figured out a way out of this conversation but it's just kind of I can go either way it's always interesting to me when we do split up more or we just end up split up more (laughs) <laughs> back up who was it asked because we do go to a lot of things together we work together and sometimes we might dress very similarly but somebody asked you recently you don't have to name names it was just funny they asked recently like what did they say you drove here yourself or like you didn't come oh yeah they like were you like, drove yourself it's like <laughs> we don't share a car yeah you wrote oh you came by yourself i'm like i am my own person yeah i did come by myself that it's I can't remember where I was at. <laughs> I was like, what do you think we are? Like, relying on each other? People do think of us very much as, like, together for a lot. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's nice sometimes to split up because you bring a lot of uniqueness in and of yourself. And I bring a uniqueness and a difference sure. in of myself. And it's good for people to get to know us individually. Yeah. And I felt, um, I was thinking of being stuck at your hip. I remember, especially early on with you, I would stick myself to your hip. And maybe that was annoying. Like now I think no, about it. it wasn't annoying. Because I was very, um, I just, I hadn't developed those skills yet of feeling good in a room. I was just very, very, very shy at that point. And it took a lot of work. And so I would rely on you to help it's... work the room and bring some energy. And you would talk and introduce and. yeah. I really leaned on you. I'm more, it's more the people who like have to go mm. to a networking event and I've gone to them with like, they're required to go because of their job. Mm. And it's kind of like, uh, mm. it's almost dead weight. Yeah, I could see you gotta that. Go. You got to go. <laughs> Move along. Yeah. Like find something, like if you have to be here. Yeah. Find a reason that's good to be here. Find a reason that like, 
it's motivating for you to be here. Find a reason to like, you can get something out of it and you can give something out of it. Mm-hmm. So that the dead weight kind of bothers me. You're not dead weight. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. Here's the, and this was the end of our business partnership. Mikhail was like, and yeah, you're dead weight. And by the way, see a dead weight. No. <laughs> so it is nice to have someone else to go with, but knowing when it's okay to split up. And I think it's good to know like what events you're comfortable with. Like mm. I like big events like during COVID like going to a volleyball tournament, I didn't know I could be so jazzed by thousands of people in a gymnasium mm. at the CenturyLink. I was like, oh, this is amazing. That's interesting. It's not amazing, but yes. So you could think of like conferences, the big ones. Versus, I like that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're like a small, more intimate group and you want to find something on Meetup where you're like, this is where I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like find the pond you want to be in. And own it yeah you were talking about that concept was that from the book it was yeah the, about the, the super connector Can yeah you explain that a little bit like in case i never read the book no you should uh <laughs> like being comfortable in the pond that you're in like big fish little pond kind of like concept like if you're going to be totally a fish out of water mm-hmm. people are going to know like mm-hmm. you're just not going to be yourself kind of thing mm-hmm. it's been a while since i've listened to this book so i could be i like the concept though. Know, it could be a little bit off but yeah yeah. So in a, in an essence, it's saying stay somewhat in your comfort zone. Stay true zone. to like what is comfortable to you and like what you feel like you're good at. Yeah, I can like see Like if you're that. not jazzed around an arena full of people, don't expect to go there and meet and make great relationships. Right, because you're not going to be in the right energy for that. No. I met one of my very best friends at the CenturyLink. Really? I was working. Yeah. That's cool. I liked his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so. Funny. Yeah, that makes sense of, yeah, because, gosh, and I'm now I'm thinking back that you've said that. I've definitely been in rooms where you can tell somebody there is there because they think they're supposed to be. They think that if, if I'm seen in this room yeah. in this way, but you can also tell they're uncomfortable. I probably have been that person, I'm sure. And it does have a different vibe. Yeah. I do think you have to try new things, though. Sure. Find those ponds. Yeah. Or sometimes you're jumping from one pond to another pond and you can morph there. But it was interesting that you say that when we went and did the event. um, So there's uh, Council Bluffs in Omaha. And we recently went to this one event and it was in Omaha. And boy, we sound like we go to these events all the time. We do get out a fair amount. Yeah, I've had a few lately. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was a shift. I did. I felt like I was in a different vibe. A different pond. It was. It did feel like a different pond. It wasn't a bad pond. No. It just felt different. But it was a smaller pond. True. So I think too, knowing like where you where you excel and where like where you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. A room full of tons of people mm. is energizing towards me. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go do more after that. Yeah. Like a conference, like the connection conferences we go to of Lisa's in Des Moines. Yeah. The even connection, I'm jazzed after that. Like, yeah. yes, let's, let's go do more. Mm-hmm. So like those kind of things I enjoy. That's true. And I really like those ones too. Yeah. But they are bigger. I'm probably more ex- exhausted than some of the other ones at the end. Yeah. And then I would say I would go from that. That's like the the max size until you get like mega size. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't know if I would call that networking. Networking happens in yeah. between the breakouts and stuff. 
But that is almost more about just being filled up yeah, uh, with just some sort of experience there. But even then, you're so good at being in the halls as people mix back and forth. I way better in the halls and in the, like, probably the bathroom line than I... <laughs> There's some good conversation Than I there. do in an actual, hey, go meet people. I do feel like there's a lot of genuine, authentic conversations that happen then. It's true. I mean, you're in a um, a more vulnerable, real-life mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. We all have to use the bathroom. Yeah. That or you're waiting in line for a drink or waiting in line for food or whatever it may be. Yeah. You're all sharing a common experience. Yeah. So you can, yeah, you can come around that. Mm-hmm. And it gives you something you can talk about. Yeah. Although I do, I hate asking the, the expected questions. Like, oh boy, like, looks like we've got red and white wine, open bar tonight. You're like, okay, let's get beyond that. So you were talking too about one of the things in the book that you were reading is that, what was it? Thinkers, enablers, connection, connectors? Thinkers, enablers, and then connection executors. Yeah. Unpack that a little bit. What were your takeaways from that? Um, I think I balance between the thinker and a connector. Mm-hmm. Like the thinker is one who like fires ideas right away. Mm. Sometimes I do that and I think it overwhelms people. Mm. Sometimes I do that and if you're not there, they're like, what are you talking about? You're eight miles down the street. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you didn't see that squirrel? Like, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> There's squirrels racing past. Like, like yeah. come on, get get on board here. We're going somewhere. Yeah. Um. So I think sometimes that's hard for me to not have somebody. And you've been doing it now for me for so long that sometimes I forget to connect the dots. Oh, interesting. So I'm like, when they look at me like, what is she talking about? I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't have my person here to put together pieces. (laughs) Like, you're going to take this idea and this idea and this person, and then you're going to have this. And they're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I flat tell people that, like, my business partner usually connects the dots for people like this. I just spout out ideas, and then she takes them and puts them into a plan. Isn't that interesting? I was just talking about that, actually, to my husband about I just need the client to trust the process. They don't have to know all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can just spew you all these ideas and these things, mm-hmm. and then you're going to take it and make a plan out of it. And I used to ask a lot more questions and be like, okay, well, what about this? What about that? And you're like, probably like, shut up. I've got this. Ah. Uh. Where you're just like, I'm like, trust the process. She has a plan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I kind of got off on a thing. But no, that's cool. goes into that you're going to take somebody's idea, like when you meet them or be, are connected with them, mm-hmm. and you can take it and execute it and make a strategy out of it. That's an interesting way to think about attending events and networking with a business partner mm-hmm. or with a key employee or heck with a vendor Yeah, of being able to push in and rely on each other. Yeah. But I like that thought, too, of my person that would normally do that isn't here. I'm going to have to ramp that up a little bit. I have to slow down, not ramp up, probably. Well, I (laughs) have to ramp up and you have to slow down. I need to slow down and put the pieces together because not everybody is, like, firing off 8 million ideas at a time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think people are like, what? Like, you lose them. I think they're excited, though, a lot of times, even if you're starting to lose people. Mm -hmm. I see people go, huh, I don't know if I'm following all this, but this sounds exciting. Yeah. Sounds like out She's of the got box. Ideas. She yeah. has ideas. Yeah. So there's the thinker and then the connection piece, which oftentimes it's easy because I've been in the community for so long and 
my family is so involved in the community that it is easy for me to connect a dot from A to B. And you're literally making connections for people. That was a big piece we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's talking about too? Is like, yes, being the piece that like connects people. People. Mm-hmm. What about the enabler part? I always hear enabler, and I think and wah wah. I gotta remember now what the enable piece this was. They enable to bring people together. Yeah. So not in a bad way. Yeah. Kind of, I think of it as like the party goer. Is there more of like, like the party thrower? Oh, like they're they're. I think so. Is how I took it. Yeah. I could see that. Like they're creating the environment. Yeah, they're they're creating the environment to introduce people and to like bring people together. And so that. it's kind of like the helping, assisting, yes, nurturing side of it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes and sense. It, and I think playing into those things, and like what's, mm-hmm. what is your strong suit? Like what is your, what's your role? Kind of mm-hmm. and like where where can where do you feel comfortable? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. And gosh, when you can have all that come together, I was thinking about how we will host events again mm-hmm. as an introvert. <laughs> I like when we get to host the event yeah, because there's just some safety pieces with that that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to host your own event, because so you can go out and find events like we've mm-hmm. talked about meetup, chambers, newsletters. There's so many associations. Social media has events. I mean, you can search yeah. by the type of genres, things you want. I want a network of bakers. I want a network of artists. Like there's so many, I want business people, financial experts, et cetera. You can search them that way. But then if you're not finding what you want or you're just interested in it, we're talking about just create your own event. Yeah, for sure. Which doesn't have to be, I think when people hear that, they're like, oh my gosh, like I've got to book a venue and I got to get a speaker and then I'm like, you can do it at your house. Yeah. You can invite people. That be casual. That entrepreneur-ish one that we've, helped co-facilitate I mean it's been so casual for sure we were like just come on in like we don't have to, we don't even have to know it doesn't even have to have a name like yeah. just bring people together yeah just invite them and just by the way people there if you are planning to do that so sorry party planners <laughs> <laughs> sorry but it is that makes us the yeah. enabler piece part. yes it makes people feel comfortable when they have they can wipe their face you know I mean I'll make it nice enough but <laughs> you just you might be wiping your sleeve on your your face on your sleeve no, and <laughs> you're pretty good at getting all yeah. that stuff together too. Yeah. When yeah. you think about this year and networking and events, things that is there anything you're excited about? Do you have certain goals in mind? Is there anything of any events you're excited about or you'd be interested in? I am excited about a little like happy hour networking connection event we're gonna do. Oh yeah, it's coming up. Um, I've been kind of feeling some people out on it. Um, yeah, so there's going to be more to come on that. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. Yeah. So. Then we just like leave everyone hanging. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And you do such a great job of bringing people together. So I know it's going to be quality, enjoyable. People are going to gain things out of that for sure. Yeah, I think we just need a bigger space so then we can host more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michaela, you're really good at like... We should probably plan for like 200 and I'm like what if uh, what if nobody comes? What if 10 people what if 10 people come? And you're like, "Hmm, maybe we need an arena." Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I love. Yeah. So, it's awesome. Well, leave you all hanging on that. We can't share what it is yet, but we will be sharing some details and maybe we'll unpack some of how that event goes. Maybe I don't have the details yet. No. Maybe there are no details yet. She's got to get an enabler. She needs to find an enabler. Yeah. She's well, I'm kind of the enabler too. Like I bring the people together, but not totally. Yeah. Yeah, but 
I think it'll be fun. And just to encourage people like to get out. Yeah. Go make some connections. Find a person you can go with. Yeah. In a low like stress, like not like. Yeah, don't make it stressful on yourself. Low. I'm trying to think of the word there. You know. You can do it in kind of a low key way. Low key if that's what it is. Casual. Yeah. Casual. I think your point was perfect of start with where you're comfortable. Yeah. And then you can always inch out from there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Try the other ponds. If it's not feeling right. Go back to the ones that feel right. Yeah. So, well, cool. Thanks for hopping on here. We'll talk about some more fun stuff in the future. Yeah, sounds good. And for our local friends, hopefully we'll see you at some networking events. And I might knock on your door and ask you if I can babysit or have kids. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) All right, thanks a lot. Bye. Writing Tandem is recorded on location at the studios on South 4th in Council Bluffs, Iowa, in cooperation with Todd Studer Productions. Hey there, quick question. Do you make decisions super quickly with total confidence and zero second guessing? Well, let me tell you, if you're a no, you're not alone. If you wanna stop worrying so much about other people's opinions, angsting about regret, and getting stuck in option paralysis, come join me in the Decision Masters podcast. I'm Kirsten, the decision coach for overthinkers, and every week I'm sharing tools to make it easy for you to make empowered, authentic decisions you love. You can subscribe to Decision Masters everywhere podcasts are.